Hey guys, it's Will. Just so you know, uh, I'm about to uh, surprise Ray and Cat. I modified a puppet to look kind of like me, and I'm going to introduce the show using the puppet. This is a, all, of course, because of our special guest today, John Tartaglia. Anyway, Ray and Cat have never seen this puppet. They have no idea why I have a little miniature desk and a little miniature microphone and mug uh, in front of the uh, camera today. But they're about to find out. This podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness. John Tartaglia. Welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its continued influence today. My name is Will, and joining me, as always, are my friends, Ray and Kat. Hi, guys. Holy s***. I know I may look a little different than usual, perhaps a little shorter, uh, but otherwise- I think you forgot to brush your hair. What? My hair always looks like this, doesn't it? I mean, my hair, my hair looks yeah. like that. So, All right, I can't do that I for thought it, five minutes. I thought the hair was on point. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right too. Look at the little tiny mud. Yeah, did you see this? Okay, I need mm-hmm. to see more of this. Oh. How did you do this? Oh <laughs> little tiny microphone, little yeah, tiny mug. How how my did you? Avatar's got a 1980s now T-shirt on. I was gonna say I want to see yeah. the T-shirt closer. I couldn't it? find black jeans wow. for him though, or a miniature lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, all right. Well, look. Okay, so look, I, I spent 50 bucks for a joke that lasted five minutes. But it's totally <laughs> worth it. And, and a lot of time. Totally. And, and, and some time modifying a puppet to make him taller and have longer <laughs> arms. Because that puppet was a lot smaller. You really did uh, that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, I did all that because on today's show, we're going to be joined oh by God. actor and puppeteer John Tartaglia. Mm-hmm. Let me turn this other mic off here. I wish John Tartaglia could have seen that. Oh, yeah. Maybe he will. <laughs> yeah, maybe he will. Yeah. I do want to show him some of my other puppets later because I still have puppets from mm-hmm. 1978. My, I don't think I have it here at the moment. I have my animal puppet. I got one Christmas and a Rolf puppet, which I got for Christmas one year. Oh, amazing. I think, I think technically amazing. one of those was my sister's, but she gave it to me because she was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not into puppets like you are into puppets. So. <laughs> But hey, if you don't know John, he is, you know, he is uh, at 16 years old working part time. He was one of the youngest puppeteers in, in, the, in Sesame Street's 53 year history. Uh, year history. Mm-hmm. Um, he even performed as Ernie on um, Play With Me Sesame, which is a show that my oldest daughter watched when she was, you know, four or five years old. Well, three, mm-hmm. four years old. Mm-hmm. And he is the reason that Fraggle Rock is back. Back to the Rock, I should say, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The entire uh, Mm -hmm. brand new first season of Fraggle Rock, Back to the Rock is available right now on Apple TV+. And not only is John the executive producer, one of the executive producers on the show, he also plays Gobo Fraggle, uh, filling in for the late great Jerry Nelson, who originated that role, and tons of others that you're familiar with on Sesame Street, Muppets, et cetera, and so on. But um, anyway, he's Mm -hmm. an amazingly talented guy and a really sweet dude. And he's an 80s kid, just like us. In fact, Mm -hmm. he grew up in New Jersey. Yes, uh, yes, yes. All right. You know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time just catching my breath. <laughs> Dude, all you do is hold up a puppet. Why are you out of breath? Yeah, you, you kind of ran out I thought and you ran had, in. I and... thought you had the Peloton. 
Yeah, no, see, I don't even have a Peloton, Ray. I made up that story that time. There is this thing, I mean, the older we get, I don't know, the more you have to do to stay in shape. And so if you don't do anything, I mean, it just, just drops oh, right forget off. forget it. Yeah, no, you got to stay on top of it. Is that you acknowledging yes or? Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. Like, huh. Fantastic up. observation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, a couple of, well, one particular announcement. Uh, hey, don't forget this week, uh, Thursday, March 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be doing trivia again. I'm talking about 1980s trivia on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. We host it, the three of us, but we actually do it over on our network uh, sponsor's Facebook page, The 80s Ruled. If you want to find out how you can play for your chance to win a $50 e-gift card, which we send to you immediately, and it takes, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours before it arrives, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and we will get you over to the right place. Uh, to play with us uh, Thursday, March 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh, and Ray, hey, wait, forgot, almost forgot. Oh, 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 You're going to yeah. give us a question so folks who are listening can get uh, extra uh, free point, essentially? Yeah, so I'm torn here whether okay. I should give away something that's a little harder uh -huh. mm. or something oh. that relates to a guest we had. Mm. Oh. Hmm. Mm. Well, I guess harder, they'd have to do some research, which, you know, mm -hmm. that's fair for getting a free question ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Guest, we get mm -hmm. to plug a show. Well, we can plug mm -hmm. the show about the guest when we do the show live next week uh, on Thursday. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, yeah, that's what you true. were thinking. So I, I guess I'll go ahead and give away the harder question. Okay. okay. Pacific Tech is the name Ooh. of which movie's school? Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what that is. That's a good mm. one. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait a so, second, yeah. though. If it's what I'm hit thinking, your, well, I'm not going to say Hit Google anything. machines. I can't yeah. say what I want to say because- uh, Here I go. That said, Kat is really Googling it. I, I see her looking off screen, not really paying attention to this show that's happening right now. So we'll just do this without her. Once again, although we're not really because it's really, she's going to say something. Once again, it's time to... Thank you for your cooperation. Yeah, I'd like to uh, share a Facebook post from Craig. It sounds as if he is uh, quite the loyal and avid listener. Oh. He says, as an 80s child... I find myself frequently wanting to yell things oh. at you all in my car. Is it <laughs> shut up, Ray? <laughs> shut up. No. That must be absolutely what it is. not. Oh. It's it's gonna be. I know what it's gonna be. It's mm. gonna be like I absolutely agree with Ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he says I really I feel like I'm really part of the conversation. Oh. Um, he said he was yelling about something um, that was factually incorrect. I told you it's shut up, Ray. <laughs> 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 now imagine uh, which that. Time? No, yeah, okay, well, so did he tell you what it was? Uh, no, he thinks it may have been. He didn't remember exactly. Okay. He said he thinks it may have been from the Filthy 15 episode. Oh. But okay. apparently we, whoever it was, yeah. corrected the, the incorrect bit of mm. information in the episode, like okay. within 10 minutes or so. But he was preparing I see. to- he was uh, pissed for yeah. 10 minutes. Oh yeah. Just when angry. he got home, he was going to send us. He's writing email an email. Or something. Mm. Yeah. Then he finally gets to that spot and then <laughs> yeah. closes it up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, cool. Hey, thanks for the feedback, Craig. Yep. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, let's get caught up on 1980s. Hey, per the internet, uh, new photos uh, from, from the Batgirl set offer a full look at Michael Keaton's new Batman costume. Mm -hmm. uh, shared by a gentleman named Adam, sorry, Alan, Alan Fetz, Fetties, Fetz, Fetz, <laughs> like Boba Fett or uh, Corvette. <laughs> I don't know. The photos show Keaton's body double. So it's not actually Michael Keaton yet. It's clearly his body double because he has a different looking 
sort of jaw, a chaw, jaw, you know, mm-hmm. j- jaw, you jowls, say jowls? Jowls? <laughs> jowl, jowl, yes. or he doesn't have jowls. He's got like a tight Wait, stroke jaw. <laughs> uh, body double wearing the new bat suit in a scene between the caped crusader and J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. So J.K. Simmons is reprising his role that he originated in the Justice League uh, films, you know, the Josh Schneider. Josh Schneider? That's not right. Zach hmm. Snyder, Josh Whedon. That puppet. I think I left part of my soul up inside that puppet. <laughs> it just winked at me. So Bring it back on. Can it be both of you there? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, anyway, so Batgirl is Batgirl's currently filming in Glasgow. Glasgow. Boy, Glasgow. Anyway. Anyway, the the photos uh, are another edition of series of recent photos and videos that show a nighttime scene between Keaton's Batman and Simmons' James Gordon. Mm -hmm. These are the best pictures we've had ever so far. The video that we've seen, some of the footage, you see him like for a second. Uh, And again, it doesn't seem like Michael Keaton's necessarily in the suit, but somebody, you know, standing in front of What did you guys think about this suit? Did this get you excited about the film or Batman or anything or maybe the opposite? I must say his pecs sure are emphasized (laughs) with this Mm. uh, with this costume and the cape kind of looks like it's made out of something, something hard, not very flowy. It has an interesting kind of, uh, uh, appearance. It's like, interesting. Yeah. Like a wonk. (laughs) That makes me think that maybe they're trying to connect, tie it to the 89 Batman, because if you, you know, Mm. there's so many, uh, controversies surrounding that suit because of how uh, limiting it was because of the materials that were available at the time are not like today. Mm-hmm, and his mm-hmm. ca- his cape definitely was kind of like a very hard sort of shell, almost like an yes. action figure. You know, you click on, click it on. Yeah, that's what it made mm-hmm. me think of. Yeah, like like a single yeah, piece yeah. kind <laughs> of clip it on. <laughs> and uh, famously, yeah. he couldn't turn his head. Michael Keaton couldn't turn his head because the cowl was just a one solid piece of material. Okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if they're trying to connect it to that. I didn't think of that. It did kind of feel like an update to it to me, but um, for the most part, it just looked like the original suit to me. Hmm. For the most part, yeah. That must be yeah. what they're trying to do. That I'll go for. Because really, for me, Batman comes down to the eyes, yeah, and the the chin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really all you need to see in the costume. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what we yeah we're drawn to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought that part of it looked great. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's not Michael Keaton," but it looks like a cool Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever that mm-hmm. dude is. Um, <laughs> I wasn't discouraged though. I'm pretty excited about it. You know, we've seen we've we know he's Michael Keaton's gonna be in the Flash playing Bruce Wayne. I'm not sure he's playing Batman. Uh, we have never seen him in a costume in a Batman suit in that any of the leaked set photos from that, which right. strikes me as odd because they were able to, the folks were able to get their hands on these. Mm-hmm. So he might not be Batman in that. We know it's like a multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I mentioned to you guys before, if it's based on the Flashpoint comics that it seems like it is, uh, Bruce Wayne is not Batman in that world. Bruce Wayne's actually dead in that story, but- um, Okay. His father, Thomas Wayne, is Batman, and he's a different version of Batman, one that uses guns and kills people and, you know, bad people, bad guys. Yeah, well, yeah. if, if I was taking a guess, since they're making a Batgirl movie, yeah. I'm going to say it's just the Flash movie is a setup for the Batgirl. Mm. Like, you know, like that mm. post-seek, uh, yeah. the scene at the end of the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to see him, you know, pull down the little statue head mm. and slide down the pole <sighs> into the Batcave. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. So I, I think that's your post credit scene right there to hmm. set up him actually yeah. being bad. It's similar to in that other movie, what was the other guys when he kept making the song references, like don't go chasing waterfalls. And they were like, that's a TLC song. He kept saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, he kept doing this, just making song references. So that's what he's going to do in, in the flash. Oh, <laughs> 
I'm not Batman. I'm not Batman. (laughs) And at the end, he's Batman. Yeah. Well, they could do that, right? Because we'd, yeah, like you're saying, we'd be thinking, well, multiverse, he could be Bruce Wayne. Right. Doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also in this Batgirl film is Leslie Grace. She will be playing uh, Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. The film was first announced in March of Mm -hmm. 2017. And anyway, we could see Batgirl on HBO Max in 2022. Hey, in other 1980s news, guess what? Our old friend Ki Hui Kwan is returning to the big screen. Uh, per Entertainment Weekly. So, uh, Key, I've heard his friends refer to him as, Key played, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, in played Data in The Goonies and Short Mm -hmm. Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. If you recall, you haven't seen him around for a while. Around in 1997, he he made a film, a Taiwanese action film called Red Pirate, and then he went to film school, uh, Mm -hmm. USC, and he graduated in 1999. And at that point, at that time, he, he actually worked behind the camera. Uh, after studying martial arts after Temple of Doom, uh, he, he went to work for some of the biggest and most well-respected uh, Hong Kong directors, choreographers uh, in cinema, including a Corey Yoon. I think that's how you say his name. And uh, Wang Kerwai. Okay. Wow. Wang Kerwai. Huh. Anyway, but if you remember, right, Ray, we saw him in that uh, Finding Ohana film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was the highlight for me of that movie. Yeah. Which is like a, it's a, it's a, it's a Goonies homage. Uh, heavy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's almost some like beats for beats. Uh, read the yeah. yeah, I do like the story that he told about where he was somewhere and he heard them. Over, over, he overheard them talking about making the movie, right? And how it was going to be like, uh, you know, Temple of Doom and Goonies. Yeah, and he said, "Huh, I was in both of those movies." <laughs> and he introduced himself. Yeah, and eventually. They realized it was actually him yeah. who introduced himself. <laughs> and then he ended up, because um, he's got that other movie that he was signed up to do. Right. That's and so he did that, that one as, as a warm up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. The movie yeah. you're talking about is called Everything Everywhere All at Once, directed by Daniel Kwan. Um, and his filmmaking partner, Daniel Scheinert, Scheinert uh, created that film. And they cast him back in 2018. And at the time, they were looking for someone who could, they said they knew they had a, it's a, it's a kind of a multiverse film. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's his, so it's his really his big return to the silver screen because the other film that we talked about was for Netflix. So this okay. is the first uh, film that Key will be back in uh, on the movies, in the movie theaters, but they were looking for someone who could play three parts because there's three versions of this one character. And they said, you know, while scrolling through Twitter, a picture of short round came up from uh, 1984's Indiana Jones. And he was like, mm-hmm. wait a second, this is him. Martial arts, a sweet guy, you know, but he's playful, all these different aspects they needed. And so ultimately they had him audition and they said he was the, from the beginning, he was the person that most won them over for the, for the role. That's so great. They manifested him. (laughs) Yeah. And in a sense, in a sense, he, you know, it's more of sort of, I don't know, you know, we don't believe in coincidence in that sense, but a key was respond, uh, was uh, returning to film or decided to after he saw uh, Rich, mm-hmm. what is it? Rich, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. included his, which included Michelle Yao in the, mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is co-starring with him in this new movie. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, it comes all around. I and mean, so when he heard that, he was like, come on. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I decide to go back. I get cast in this movie. It stars the woman who inspired me to come back. Right, right. Anyway, I look forward to seeing pretty it. The film looks pretty cool. I am so super excited because I'm pretty sure we're going to get our short round movie. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. You're right. I'm super pumped for that. I, I know it's coming now. Yeah. Or they could do a, a Disney Disney uh, Plus 
series. Uh-huh. It's yeah. just him. I've been mm-hmm. saying this. Oh, I've been saying this mm-hmm. yeah. forever. He is now hooked up with another adventurer mm-hmm. who is just a bumbling idiot, and he takes all the credit mm-hmm. for everything Short Round has learned from Indy. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that he helps this guy become famous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get artifacts. But short round never gets the credit. This other jackass does. Yeah, it's like an Inspector Gadget or a yeah, Hong Kong Fui. Right, it's just like those things. Yes. It would be perfect for him. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. All right, Disney, come on. There's a great opportunity here. Hey, uh, Perk, another 1980s news. Perk Q104.3. Eddie Van Halen once asked Daryl Hall to join Van Halen. Had you ever heard this story before, Ray? I had not, but there's at least. 175 people who claim they've been asked to be in Van, oh Van Halen after Roth left. I, I knew you were going to say something like that. Well, well this story. Can <laughs> you know be, what, yeah. though? Daryl's a great singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. for what they became after Roth left, I don't think he would have done a bad job. Yeah. It would have been better I than could, uh, Gary Sharon. No, I'm just saying, I could actually hear him singing like, Why Can't This Be Love yeah. or mm-hmm. those type of songs off the 5150 album. Yeah. Hmm. I think he would have killed it on that album. Yeah. Not that I, I dislike Sammy because I love Sammy as a solo oh, yeah. artist and Montrose yeah. and, you know, Mas Tequila is one of the greatest songs ever written. But hmm. I could see Daryl doing just as good a job with what they were going for. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting that you're saying that. Not that he well, like, not that I think I like he Hall would have done a bad job. <laughs> well, I love Hall and Oates. I like Van Halen, but I love Hall and Oates. And I just, I feel, you know, I feel like Van Halen, of course, is a little more, has a little harder edge to it. And Hall and Oates Yeah, is, but if you, you look know. at 5150, there is no harder edge. Oh. It's all adult contemporary radio songs. Oh. Yeah, like you, you pointed out to us, they became more, what is it? Uh, right. Wanting love instead of. Yeah, well, according That's to right. David Lee Roth, right. according to David Lee Roth, it was Ain't Talking About Love. Yeah. And the new version was Why Can't This Be Love? Why Can't This Be Love? Oh, I forgot about that's, that. That's Roth's words. Yeah. Okay. He said they shifted their their motto as it, mm-hmm. would, as mm-hmm. it went. Yeah. And uh, I think it would, I would like to hear a version. I wish there was a version of him singing those songs yeah. so I could compare them to the Sammy versions. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we get Bill McClintock to find some tracks and put something together. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can invite Daryl to uh, go karaoke and mm-hmm. he can just karaoke the songs. Mm. There you go. <laughs> and Kurt Smith and yeah, whole thing. Yeah, get Kurt, Kurt there. But, judge it. This is yeah. really sounding fun. Yeah. Right? This is, I mean, come on. This would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> so Daryl confirmed, at least from his perspective, the story is true that Eddie did invite him to join Van Halen. This is after, of course, David Lee Roth had left in 1985. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, he said he, you know, he he was half joking. This is a quote, but he was half joking, but I think he was serious. I really do believe he was serious. I took it seriously. I went, mm, I think not. I think I've got my own shit going on. End <laughs> um, quote. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie had a great deal of respect for Hall & Oates, even crediting their song, Kiss is on my list with inspiring the iconic keyboard hook and Van Halen's jump. I had no idea about that either. And I tried to figure it out. I listened to both the songs. I can't, I need help with okay. this. I can't find yeah. it. <laughs> like I can't, I can't understand the connection. Uh, I there. was going to do something to try to break it down, but I didn't have oh, to. Oh, I was hoping Maybe next were. time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so Ray, also in this story, they mentioned that uh, Van Halen, after turning with, touring with Journey in the late seventies, that Steve Perry had made enough of an impression that Eddie also called him when they needed vocals. Mm-hmm. Perry told Rolling Stone in 2020 that he was honored when Eddie asked him to come to LA and jam. He was more receptive mm-hmm. to the idea than Daryl was, but ultimately Perry was too intimidated at the prospect <laughs> of replacing David Lee Roth. 
<laughs> As he should be. Mm. <laughs> well, we know you love Steve Perry, so. Uh, once again, Steve Perry is the yeah. only reason Journey is famous. Hmm. His voice is killer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know how he would have done those songs. Because remember, 5150 is the album that this all is based around. Mm-hmm. So I can see where Eddie, okay. the people he asked, yeah. are specific to that album. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. kind of tell he knew what he was going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the only one crazy enough to do it was Sammy. Yeah. So he did not feel intimidated by replacing No, no. David Sammy's not that kind of guy. <laughs> no. Chug <laughs> some of that tequila that he's been making for decades. All right. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Liquid courage. Hey, also in 1980s news, per Entertainment Weekly, our friend Cassandra Peterson will appear in Rob mm. Zombie's reboot of The Monsters. Mm-hmm. Of course, look, we know uh, Cassandra for, for various roles to that the 1980s, but the most uh, thing that folks most know her for is her alter ego, Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark. But in uh, director Rob Zombie's reboot of the 1960s TV show, The Monsters, she's going to be playing Barbara Carr, the queen of realty. Now, I remember when we <laughs> talked to uh, Cassandra a few months ago, and this was just a couple mm-hmm. months ago, and you guys should check out that interview if you can, or when you have a chance, because she's so sweet and wonderful and amazing. But yes. I think this is in the interview, right? We asked her whether she had anything, she had anything coming up in the works. And she said, yeah, she was working on something. She was going to be mm-hmm. in a movie, but she couldn't say what it was. And we said, she are you going to be playing say. Elvira? And she was like, mm, yeah, I, I can't really say. I can't really say. No, nope, to be this, right? Say. I was thinking the same exact thing. This has to be mm-hmm. the project you couldn't talk about or one of them anyway. Mm. Yeah. I could not have told, yeah. like, Looking at that picture, I wouldn't have known it was her. Yeah, that it is the, quite uh, startling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she looks pretty different. Yeah, and even, even having spoken to her with her obviously out of costume when we did, yeah, she's still mm-hmm. unrecognizable in this new role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, look, and I'm going to be just straightforward with you guys, right? It's probably because her breasts are covered. She's wearing a very conservative <laughs> looking thing. You can't see any sign of skin below her, like, neck. Mm-hmm. Very conservative. Well, keep yeah. in mind... Rob Zombie got a PG rating for this movie. Yeah, I was wondering what you thought about which, that. Yeah. Which everyone was asking, is he going to mess this thing up really bad and mm-hmm. turn it into House of a Thousand Corpses? <laughs> yes. And, yes. And from all accounts, because I love Daniel Roebuck and him as grandpa, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. So oh. I'm super excited that my kid can actually see a Rob Zombie movie for a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that, without having to explain a lot of things. So yeah, the PG rating, that's probably why her boobs are covered up. Hmm. Can we see boobs in PG? No nipples. No, I, I think, uh, I think, I think it's, it's just funny because Rob Zombie, everyone thought this was going to be just gutter trash. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he actually posted the other day, I got a PG rating for this. So (laughs) yeah. And along with that uh, post, you're right. He wrote a message saying, for those of you speculating, wondering, and assuming that Rob Zombie's The Monsters would be dirty, violent, and nasty. Well, you are wrong. It's all good (laughs) down on Mockingbird Lane. Yeah. I mean, we know how much he adores that show. I can't imagine he'd want to, you know, veer so far from the source material and create a horror film. Right. Well, he also loves Halloween and look what he did to that. Yeah, but at least it's in the same <laughs> genre, you know? I mean, <laughs> for folks thinking he was going to somehow make this hardcore, I mean, I, I don't know if how they would get, get go that way. Right. Um, as Je- as uh, Ray mentioned, uh, Dan, Dan Roebuck is playing Grandpa Munster and joining him is Jeff Daniel Phillips, who I'm not familiar with. 
I, I saw Jeff Daniels and I was like, Jeff Daniels is playing Herman. Oh my God. That's awesome. Oh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Uh, I don't know that guy. I, I know. I, I know the guy, but I can't remember what he's from. He may be but using, I recognize his big dumb face. Maybe he's in some other uh, Rob Zombie. You know, we, sometimes he uses. I, I'm pretty. Yeah. I, yeah. He uses a lot of the same people. I don't know if he's from one of his movies or something else that I saw, but mm. I, I, I recognize him, but I can't remember where it's from. Mm. Hmm. And joining them, of course, is Rob's wife, who's in a lot of his stuff, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, who's playing Lily. Lily. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, that was 1980s news. Um, hey, if you like the show. No, why? Why? You, hey, please do us a favor, right? Follow us on Facebook. <laughs> review the show on Apple or Spotify or whatever. Give us some money. <laughs> I'm just trying. Right. I'm just trying to save Ray the aggravation now. Save me the aggravation <laughs> of saying for for three dollars you could right. be a Patreon. Oh, for crying out loud! Just or just do it once. Give us a coffee. They call it K O F I. Go to our website. We've got all the information on there. Help us out. I mean, keep us. Look, we're gonna go. We're gonna have to shut down soon. The lights are gonna be turned off. The power. Mm-hmm. Bills need to be paid. We'll All spend right. everything on puppets and control <laughs> for the this puppets. This whole month's Patreon was on a puppet for five minutes. <laughs> and accessories, puppet accessories. Oh my God. Yes, right. He had glasses on and hair product. You know how hard it is to find puppet hair products? Oh, All right. Hey, uh, in just a few minutes here. We're going to be speaking with John Tartagula, actor, puppeteer extraordinaire. You know, and I didn't even mention John is, you know, he's a Broadway actor. He's appeared on Broadway productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, top notch dude. Uh, we'll be talking mm-hmm. to him in a few minutes. Um, but you know, look, we'll talk to him about this, of course, but 1980s, could there have been an, another time in history where there were more puppets, a greater mm-hmm. amount of puppet saturation in media than during that <laughs> 10 year span. Oh, Ray's thinking hard about this. Mm-hmm. Could there have been? Uh, that's tough. Mm. I think the sixties might come close mm. only because Why? Yeah. they had a, um, an unhealthy obsession with puppets back in the sixties, mm. but oh. I do think the eighties had more. Okay. Well, I think, you know, in the sixties, <laughs> I'd be hard pressed to think of, uh, films that starred puppets. Mm. Right. Most mm-hmm. of it was TV. Yeah. So maybe that would balance it out in a sense, like you're saying. But, but um, in the 80s, TV also had a lot of puppets. So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then we had the film. So there again, back to that. I really do think the 80s has got so, it. Yeah, I think, I think the 80s win. Mm. Yeah, they do. The 80s win. You know, originally I was going to have this down. puppet that I, that I have here that's you know, supposed to be my doppelganger. Uh, <laughs> I was going to have him, like I said to Kimberly, all right, if you were Ray, just be Ray for a few minutes. Like, what stuff would you say to make fun of me so the puppet could say it? Like, you know, hey, I, I was hoping he had black jeans on and I really want to make his sneakers look like my sneakers, but you know. <laughs> Little pumas. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm wearing this uh, version of the shirt because uh, I couldn't find one tighter fitting. Mm. I didn't have time to wash and shrink it in the dryer yet. Yes. Mm. You, yeah, he could say things like, uh, you'll have to excuse my heavy breathing because mm-hmm. I was just on my super expensive Peloton yeah. before we started recording. Yeah, before we started using it to hang our laundry, which is what we do now. That was also the last time I used it. Still counts. Mm. I also couldn't settle on the voice. I, 
Uh, you know, it's like, uh, hey, it's more like this at first. It's kind of a Kermit the Frog thing. That's, that's pretty Kermity. Yeah. yeah, that's very Kermity. <laughs> no, you Benny. have to be like, hey, mom, All right, whatever. Now you're Bobcat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bobcat Goldfeet. <laughs> um, yeah. So the 1980s. Let, let, right, 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 right. All right. Well, anyway. So speaking <laughs> of that, it is time once again to play Waka Waka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got ten clips for you. Ooh. Of various puppets. All right. Uh, saying something, otherwise making sounds from different uh, performances in the 1980s. And I'm going to, we could just go back and forth and do this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what? You don't know your puppets? I don't, man. I'm oh. not a big puppet guy. Oh, right. Oh, oh. You're not a big puppet guy. Oh. I'm not. I really ain't because yep. I, I want puppets in horror movies. Mm -hmm. And just remakes of things because yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh -huh. But as far as 80s stuff goes, I don't know if I'm an expert on puppets uh -huh. from the 80s, but let's find out. Yeah, okay. Don't I worry, I got your back here. <laughs> You'll be fine, right? You're going to be fine. Okay, so um, let, let's let's flip a coin here, see who goes first, right? He All doesn't right. look that stressed out. <laughs> All right, first up is uh, Ray goes first here. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't even ask you guys to call heads or tails. I just made it fixed. I just rigged it. Do you have a coin? Yeah, I just made nice. sure on well, one side. And well, I, can, I at least, can I at least say heads? Yeah, okay. Oh, it was heads. Ah, oh, thank God. All right, so Ray will go up first. Okay, here we go. So, All right, uh, here we go. See, let's see. All right, here you go. I don't have any clues for you either. So here's the sound. No, I don't, I'm really hungry. Couldn't I eat first and then I'll come back? Oh. But I'll catch them too. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, mm. It's from the 80s? This performance is from a telethon, an appearance at a telethon called Telemiracle in 1982. Although this puppet uh, first began, it first made, made its first appearance in the 1950s. Yeah, I'm, oh my God. Oh my. Is it again? Lamb Chop? That's right! That was awesome. That is <laughs> All Lamb right, Chop. Right. <laughs> For a performance with uh, puppeteer Sherry Lewis from that telethon I mentioned. All right, Cat, wow. here is your clue, uh, your audio clue. See, it's hard for me to branch out from the Muppets. <laughs> All right, here you go. Here's your clue. Wow, thank you, Paul. Ay, ay, ay. What? First instinct. It kind of, Gut instinct. It kind of, it kind of reminds me of Robin, Kermit's nephew. Oh, wow. <laughs> I see. I see why you'd go with that. I'm sorry. Ugh. That is wrong. Man. It's Gonzo. The old look. Oh my oh, God. That doesn't oh, man, sound like so Gonzo. embarrassing. No, it Gonzo. didn't. I even I know, have a little Gonzo I here. I told you I rigged it. But no. <sighs> so Jesus Christ, I'm up one nothing off yeah. a lamb chop. Right, I, realize, I realize the <laughs> so rigging. Embarrassing. I realized I thought I rigged it, but it's about to go off the tracks here from now on. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Right, right here is your uh, puppet. All right, here we go. Puppet performance from the 1980s. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. This is a hard one, I admit. This one, see, now look, like you said, you know, right. puppets, to me, this is the first thing I thought about when I thought about a sound from this uh, particular mm. performance. It's, um, you know what it is, Kat? I, I have a guess. Oh. I have a guess. The only thing I can go with, I'd have to say Labyrinth. That is a fantastic guess. Mm. It is wrong. That's a good guess. If my guess is right, that was a fantastic guess. But is that Chamberlain? That's right! Yes! Oh my yes! God! Yes! Right? Isn't that what you think of? It's, he just that, does that What the hell is a Chamberlain? He's one of the Skeksis from yes. The Dark Crystal. And he goes, hmm. He, he whines a lot. He's a real shady, yeah. conniving one that oh, tries yeah. to take over. I should and probably I, watch that movie. 
Did you ever see the Dark Crystal? I've Wait seen a the goddamn Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you see me for a second. I was literally I'm gonna like, take you have a dream. See the Dark Crystal? We've talked about this. I know. Movie. I know. I thought, but look, you could have been bullshit me the whole time. I mean, come <laughs> exactly. on, let's face it. <laughs> I've heard you guys talk about this. And Cat, I just thought, that doesn't no, mean anything. Me. Ray is very talented. <laughs> uh, Chamberlain was uh, puppeted by Frank Oz, but voiced by Barry Denon. Uh, in this, in the prequel now, because Barry Denon passed away, Simon Pegg actually took over voicing the character in the Netflix uh, Age of Resistance. Mm. All right, um, let's see who are, you, oh, we're up to now. Just all right, it was raised turn, whatever. Back to cat. It's back, back to, to cat. cat. All right, cat. <laughs> cat, here is your clue. Oh, General Pa, my daddy, the general. <laughs> no. Oh my god! Can I hear it again? You know me. I need a minute. Oh, General Pa, my daddy, the general. Oh my gosh. Is it, you know yep. what popped into my head? Well, I know well, it's yep. not this. Okay. But one one of the pigs from Pigs in Space on the Muppet oh, Show. That's a, that's, I'm not gonna <laughs> say it's a great guess, but that's a guess. No, it's not a great guess. It's not it. Hmm. No. no, this one guess. this one is Junior yeah. Gorg from Fraggle Rock. <sighs> okay. I'd have never got that. Yeah, no, that's okay. why I gave it to Cat. I'm back <laughs> to rigging it again secretly behind the scenes. I'm mortified again. Darnest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ray, this next one is for you, I think, or whatever, maybe not. Here is your clue. Your eyelids are growing heavy. Oh, I know this. Do you? Come on. Oh, Oh my God. I know this, and it's not coming to my brain. Your eyelids are growing heavy. Damn it. The only thing I can think of is... um, Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I want to say it's the Muppets. Okay. Or Sesame Street. Just <laughs> <laughs> name every pop puppet show. I, 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 uh, no, it's neither of those. It's Elf. Oh, uh, that's why I recognize. Yeah, I, I know. It's like, oh my God. he's in, in this scene. He's, <laughs> he's going to eat the cat. He's trying to hypnotize a cat so he yeah. can put it in the toaster. Damn it. I knew I oh, knew that. He tries to hypnotize a cat to, to yeah. make it think it's a bagel. <laughs> bagel. Of course, uh, Paul Fusco, the creator and puppeteer for Alf. All right, Cat. All right, Cat. Here is your next audio clue. Tell me what puppet this is from a so, some some form of media from the 1980s. <laughs> well, okay, I can narrow it down to Yoda or Grover, and I'm going to say Yoda. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking you might get hung up on various Frank Oz characters. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Ray, the next one is for you. <laughs> what was that? Can you not understand the words? Huh, that's a, that's a, a puppet from the 80s, huh? Yeah, it's a, yeah. In this TV show or film, they used a puppet for this character, and that is the voice of the character, yes. In a major motion picture. Yes. <laughs> Not minor. <laughs> wow. One of your favorites. Uh-oh. One of my favorites? From 1984. From 1984? It came, I'm just going to keep giving you clues. It came out in the summer, although it was set at Christmas. <laughs> Is it Gremlins? That's right! <gasps> oh my gosh. That's Gizmo. It's Gizmo. Yeah. It's voiced okay. by, do you remember who voices uh, Gizmo? That's Howie. Howie yeah. Mandel, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think maybe these clips are messed yep. up because we should be getting these much easier. Yeah, this is this is just telling me that our connection to puppets was more visual 
than auditory. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, I Like I said, Uh-oh. I knew I would do bad in this game because I don't like puppets. Mm-hmm. But I have an affinity for remaking things with puppets. Mm-hmm. 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 But right. I, all, I just want them all to act like bad owls. I'm going to give a hard one to uh, Kat now. All right. So, Kat, this is oh. your next audio clue. This is a puppet. And this is from a scene of the puppet in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Although this puppet had been around for, I don't know, a couple decades f- before this and went on for at least another decade or so after it, too. Oh, huh. Speaking of that, uh, here comes our prince now. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is was this f- in a show? Yeah, it was one of my favorite movie? TV shows as a kid. A favorite TV show? I think I might know this. Oh, oh. yeah? Yeah. Can Ray help me out? Sure. Uh, Ray, help me out. That, uh, here comes our prince now. I think this is, is that, that dumb Gary the- Gnu, dude. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. Good guess. It's not no, Gary Is Gnu. it that v- ventriloquist, the, the, um, huh. the dummy? The uh, Charlie McCarthy and uh, yeah, 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 that no, Fooey. it's King wow. Friday from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, mm. man. now I can hear it. Now I can hear it, and I can Do you know that Fred it. Rogers voiced <gasps> essentially all the puppets in his uh, yeah. puppet land, making wow. land of make believe. Oh my There's gosh. one that he didn't, I know for sure, but I think he otherwise voiced the rest of them. Okay, uh, Ray, here is your next clue. I swear, there's only two more of these guys left, and then we're done. We'll get John it. No, this here. is awesome, even though I'm <laughs> doing horribly. Says you. Well, Chamberlain was my my grand triumph there. Mm. That was yeah, that was yours. It was a good one. You should just rest on that one, yeah. yeah. All right, Ray, here is your next clue. This is from another. Uh, please be Fozzie Bear. Please be Fozzie Bear. <laughs> All right, here you go. I think you'll be okay with this one. Must be blood. <laughs> Hey, you wanted a puppet in a, in a horror movie. Look at him. <laughs> Must be blood. From an 80s movie. Yeah, 1986. One of my favorite films. We talked about it not too long ago for some reason. I don't remember what it was, why it came up. This is from one of your favorite movies? Yeah. And there's a puppet in it? Oh, is there a puppet in it? I'll give you another clue. Frank Oz directed this film. Nah, I'll pass. I don't know. Mm. It's Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is right uh, around the time uh, Audrey this tells Seymour to so feed me. Mortifying. Mm-hmm. This is so mortifying. <laughs> Must be blood. Mm-hmm. I even watched that like in the fall because for the oh, family really? friendly. Oh, I, love uh, I love that movie. Oh, and the puppet in that, I mean, it, it, you know, there's several puppets because it goes through different yeah. sizes as it grows. But the final puppet they use is so enormous. Mm-hmm. It took a number of puppeteers to, 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 to move it. But mm-hmm. it couldn't move it at a speed that actually ma- matched the singing. So they mm-hmm. played back the vocals and the audio back at a super slow speed. And Rick Moranis would mm-hmm. have to move like slowly in the scene. <laughs> and then when they played back at the right speed, it, it's so fluid and amazing. Really fantastic. It is. You'd need someone yeah. like Frank Oz to direct that. Mm-hmm. All right. The final clue goes to Kat. And Kat, here's your final audio clue. This is a puppet. Again, <laughs> now, now you see how the parameters of puppet. I mean, right? The, that was a puppet. Wow. Gizmo was a puppet. It was. Yeah. You guys are just yeah. thinking Muppets, but that's a lot of puppets. I, I'm stuck. I'm terribly stuck here with on Jim Henson. <laughs> yes. Well, Jim Henson, I mean, look, you're right. Jim Henson's folks did Labyrinth. Uh, yeah. What else did he do? The Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muppet Show, Fraggle Rock. You know, so there's still a good, Star Wars. good representation <laughs> yep. on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Frank Oz, you could do that mm-hmm. too. Um, okay. Here you go. Here's your final audio clue. Puppet featured in 1980s. I'll just tell you, it's a film. You were okay. unconscious. And you talked in your sleep. Ah. <laughs> is that, this is what just popped into my head. Is that a Treyu? 
Um, Atreyu, or not Atreyu is the human boy. No, no, the, Atreyu the, is the boy. The, boy. The, the, the thing, the flying. Mm. Uh, the luck dragon? Yeah. Yeah, it's Falcor, right? Yes, it's right. <laughs> there you it go. It is Falcor. Falcor. I, I couldn't have called that up. <laughs> you see, I could have just had someone go, Atreyu! And, you know, someone say, I'd like to eat cats. Hey, Willie! Or whatever, but we went in this direction, or feed me. Yeah. All right, let's yeah, get, it's, so, you know. it's so much more fun when it's impossible. <laughs> that it is, it is. I didn't know, I swear to you. I bounced off of my wife. Is, she was like, no, these are, I get, I get, I get, I get it, I'm getting them. I think I missed Alf. And got lamb chop right. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, There's something beautiful something. about that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, hey, let's get a guy out here who knows puppets. And he knows puppets mm. from the 1980s and through today because uh, <laughs> it, it, it's been his life. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment with our guest today, John Tartaglia. I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. <laughs> Our guest today has appeared in countless puppet roles. He performed as Ernie for the second season of Play With Me Sesame and as Oscar the Grouch for Sesame Street 4D. In 2004, he was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical for his dual performances in Avenue Q. Also on Broadway, he originated the role of Pinocchio in Shrek the Musical, as well as puppeted the enormous dragon. On television, our guest created, executive produced, and starred in Playhouse Disney's Johnny and the Sprites. And now, he has brought back one of the most beloved puppet shows of our youths. He executive produces and stars as Gobo in Fraggle Rock. Back to the Rock. You can watch the entire first season on Apple TV+. Plus. Please welcome to the show, John Tartaglia. Hi. We are so excited to talk to you. Uh, we've been wanting for the longest time to talk about, so our show, you know, focuses on the, the uh, a 1980s pop culture because we are we were born in the 70s, grew up in the 70s and 80s and uh, yeah. associate mm-hmm. most closely with the pop culture of that era and Puppets were ubiquitous throughout our youths, our childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, even beginning before our generation, but it does seem, and this is only anecdotal, and I do believe you could probably, maybe you would know. I think there was probably more puppets in popular media in the 1980s than any decade since. Is yes. that true? Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's, I mean, I would, I would be scared to, you know, make that a fact, but I would yeah. say, <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, I think, I think, you know, it's because by that point, The Muppet Show had been this huge international hit. Sesame Street was international. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo and all of these shows that kind of, you know, established puppets as a medium for television. And uh, and I think from there on, it just kind of, it, it became the way to do it. Plus, it was the days before computer animation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it was kind of the only live action fant- fantasy way to, to bring characters to life in a, in a live action setting. So I think that's but I think you're right. I think it was really, I, I have that memory yeah. of the 80s being nothing but puppets and, and, and <laughs> which I loved. Yeah. I mean, right on. if you think about it, it was an era in which on the Tonight Show, you would have ventriloquists, you know? Yeah. You don't really yeah. see that anymore. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, well, yeah. blessing and a curse because I think that because there were so many wonderful kids shows in the '80s that had puppets, I think it it did kind of retrain mm. the pop culture brain that puppets were for kids. Okay. Which is so funny because that's everything kind of the opposite of what Jim Henson was trying to do. But but I think that I think it's just the nature of the way we look at things, right? Mm. I have to say though, the family I grew up in, they were all about the puppets and the Muppets, and it was it was uh, a big event. Like yeah, anything uh, anything new Muppet was mm-hmm. <laughs> the Muppet Show with everybody. The Muppet yeah, yep. that was yep. the <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of that, oh, I wanted to show this to you guys. I still have this from Christmas. I don't know, nineteen seventy eight. Ooh, I still have my animal puppet. I have one of those too. And, That's uh, like, am I Ralph? Oh my gosh, you have the Ralph. Yeah. All right. I need to run in my basement and go get my Ernie. Of I course. Have Ernie. Oh, Ernie. <laughs> you do? Oh, I do. Is it the plastic one, the, the kind of vinyl plastic yes. one. Yes. yes. Oh, oh my so gosh. Yes. Of course, yes. animal's the best because he could blink his eyes. The other ones couldn't do that. <sighs> no, I was obsessed with that when I got that. That's so true. And oh, now I just amazing. wish I didn't put my hand in it because he's been in a box for, I don't know, 20 <laughs> years now. And wow. I don't know what was in there. You have 19 years old. <laughs> Look, like we're saying, you, you had, hey, Yoda was huge. I mean, uh, yeah. Henson mm-hmm. did Labyrinth, the characters in, in there. Uh, E.T., uh, Gremlins, yeah. the Ewoks. Yeah. I mean, there, were, there was a lot of puppetry. The based. UK, they had even more shows that a lot of them didn't reach here, but we had Terra Hawks from there and uh, the Spitting Image yeah. was, you know, some of our music videos. Yeah. yeah. So what was your first, I guess the first time you saw a puppet that you connected with in a way that maybe painted a, a lit up a path for you for a potential career, I guess? Mm-hmm. Or? Well, I remember watching you know, Sesame Street, you know, like I remember as a child and I, and I loved the show and I, I of course loved all the puppets on it, but I didn't, mm-hmm. I, the, the show that literally made me want to be a puppeteer was Fraggle Rock. Oh. That was the first oh. I ever saw, because I think, you know, I was, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. And I think what it is, is that it was the first puppet series I saw that had characters that, that would evolve and grow and stories that would evolve and grow mm-hmm. as on mm-hmm. and so it really felt like and it was you know this epic fantasy series for kids of mm-hmm. its time and there was nothing else like that and i think you know with sesame street and the muppet show everything was kind of to camera mm-hmm. and the characters kind of existed to serve a comedic purpose or in sesame street's case to serve an educational purpose and they it's not that they didn't have very distinct personalities they did but it, it was almost like you know watching the show fragger rock where these characters like dealt with really serious life issues mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. had personalities that weren't always, you know, sunny and happy and, right. um, <laughs> and, and dramatic things. I think, I think it felt, they felt so much more real to me. So mm-hmm. something about that show really connected, but I have a memory of like uh, going to like showbiz pizza place, which I was, <laughs> oh my was like, gosh. we were just talking about that. That was a major part of my childhood is like, and, and they, you know, they're animatronic, but they're puppet-like and, and I was mm-hmm. obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. So I always loved anything that was brought to life mm. fantastically. So I think that that's why I, I by my own, I, I don't know, my nature was always towards that. You know, we're, you know just as an so aside cool. here, we're all from New Jersey. Where did oh. you go to Showbiz Pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Showbiz Pizza for a very short time. I want to say it was in Cherry Hill. Okay. Probably wow. Cherry Hill. Or uh, or whatever was was near us. I mean, I I, I grew up in Maple Shade, New Jersey. Right. Um, so so I don't think there was one in Maple Shade, but I think it probably was like Cherry Hill or Pensacola, okay. maybe. Yeah. Okay, all right. It'd be funny to like, to like look up the address and see what's there now. But. Yes, yeah. I was saying I'm from Jersey City. There was nothing like that around. 
Uh, really? Yeah, that, there wasn't a showbiz? Not that's that I can recall, awesome. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm from Belmar and I don't remember any place like that around us, but I went to a showbiz pizza in Georgia when I was, I guess, nine years old or 10. We were visiting some family. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a very, you know, I mean, it was all over the country, but it's funny. Like yeah. some people, they don't know showbiz, but they know like Celebration Station or they don't know oh. Celebration Station or they had Chuck E. Cheese right. or Chuck E. Mm-hmm. Cheese, yeah. You know, but yeah, but anyway, so that, that was that time of my life was mm-hmm. right. At the Fraggle Rock showbiz pizza place mm-hmm. started coming obsessed with like the country bear jamboree from Disney world. Even though I never saw it, I had like the album. Right. So anything that was like fantastical mm. like that. You know? Yes. At what point do you, uh, you're young though and enjoying it on one level. At what point do you understand that humans are involved in bringing these creatures to life? <laughs> I had this really, I can remember the moment I was, I used to listen to my Fraggle Rock, uh, album my lp <laughs> obsessively and i remember the day where it was like i used to stare at like the front cover was was this beautiful illustration of all the characters and then the back was uh if i recall correctly was it was i can't remember if it was illustrations or pictures but it, all the credits were on the back mm-hmm. i don't know if it was an age thing like i finally was reading at a better level or something like that but i remember the day i was like laying in my room listening to the record and it finally occurred to me looking at the, i was like oh Jerry Nelson mm-hmm. as Gobo Fraggle, Pog, Gore. I was like, oh, well, wait, there's people who do this wow. and they do more than one character. Mm-hmm. And wait a minute, huh? <laughs> and all this connection just snapped of like, oh, like some, it takes a person to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And there was a special that came out too, right when I became in love with the show. I really became a fan of the show in like the last year of it airing originally on HBO. Mm-hmm. And and they air this wonderful uh, behind the scenes special that I happened to catch. You know, it's one of those like you know miraculous moments where before the days of um, DVR, mm-hmm. and and I and I remember Jim Henson hosting this special called Down in Fraggle Rock behind the scenes and mm-hmm. showing the puppeteers working. And that's when my my mind was just like, okay, that's what I want to do. That's you know? your aha <laughs> moment. My, yeah, my my Oprah <laughs> aha moment. Yes, that was like, <laughs> like that's it. I know it. You know, that's another wow. thing born in the eighties that was behind the scenes videos. Like we didn't mm-hmm. have that. I mean, they weren't, but I remember Indiana Jones was an early one. Thriller was an early yeah. one where they yeah. started recording mm-hmm. and sharing these things. And yeah, we yeah. spoke to a stuntman who does stunts for Marvel. And he said it was the thriller behind the scenes video that inspired him to get involved in, in making movies. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. interesting. I bet there are so many kids who became, who went into the industry because of those, uh, of those videos, because it's the first time someone says to you, mm-hmm. Oh, people, the job right mm-hmm. right this is just a fantasy on screen this is actually mm-hmm. there's people that made this and 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 gave the illusion of this being real and you could be part of that right. and i think that you're right i think those are probably really vital to launch to people's careers i'm sure right. mm-hmm. good point yeah, yeah. Now, i've heard <laughs> you share the stories about how so well, it's public knowledge that uh you know you were one of the youngest puppeteers on sesame street but i did hear you tell the story that you had visited sesame street even earlier on a tour when you were 14 oh. and got to perform Yes. Yes. I visited, uh, I was invited to the set and I, they were filming at the time, uh, I think it was called, I think it was the 25th anniversary specials, like stars and stars and street forever or street and stars. I don't remember. Um, but, but I was watching, I was just watching and, mm-hmm. and they, they were shooting the finale scene and they grabbed me and threw me in and they're like, you're going to do the count's right hand and assist the count. And I remember I was just like, my mom was like, crying and emotional because there she is watching her son live out his dream unexpectedly. And, and so that was like, you know, the unofficial first thing I ever did on Sesame Street. But, wow. but, it, no. but it was, 
Not really. I wasn't contracted or anything. Like <laughs> child That's labor. So exciting for you. After, until after, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now wait a second, though. Jerry Nelson, he he created the count, right? So, yes. are you? Do you understand that that's Jerry Nelson, who's Gobo? Who? I mean, does that dawn yeah, you? Yeah, what's funny is he he actually wasn't there that day. He oh, okay. uh, he, he already filmed his stuff, and this was like the big group finale. So someone else, a yep. wonderful opportunity. John Kennedy was performing it, who was, you know, so nice to me and so patient with this, you know, petrified, sweating 14 year old. He was like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, Jerry was there at, on Sesame street for my first few years on the show. And, 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 uh, uh you know, so, to, so to get to work with him and get to know him as a person, but also get to watch his techniques and the way he came up with voices and the way he did characters. I feel like that was so helpful getting to play Gobo all these years later, just to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, just to know a little enough of Jerry to, to kind of see him and feel him, you know, when, when I'm doing Gobo. Yeah. Aww, yeah. So cool. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but it seems like a natural yeah. segue here. Of course, unfortunately we lost uh, Mr. Nelson some years ago, but his, his voice, as, as you as you mentioned, he created so many characters in such a distinct voice that, uh, I don't know, such a great comfort in hearing the characters that he created. You know, I feel the same way about uh, Dave Goals, too, you know, when you hear some yeah. of his voices. It's just something mm-hmm. so familiar. And, uh, well, you know, I guess I shouldn't jump ahead too far. So, uh, <laughs> you, look, this is what we're talking about, right? You now... Well, okay. In this era, like you mentioned about computer... Uh, there'll be a question here. Just hang You're on. Not You're not excited at all. So look, in this era, like you mentioned of CGI, uh, yeah. puppets haven't gone away. They still exist. We still got a number of, of shows that exist out there now. We just saw, uh, was it Muppets Mayhem just got greenlit. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, and yeah. of course your, your show now, Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock, which is available right now on Apple Plus. Yes. Uh, is here. What, what is it about puppets that even in this era, they can be successful or it's, you know, a medium that we still look to? Well, I think it's a combination. I think part of it from a, from a, material place from a you know comedic place is I think I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine who's a, a drag queen and I was saying you know I think mm-hmm. drag queens and puppets share a very similar mm-hmm. thing which is when you're in drag or when you're performing a puppet you can mm-hmm. get away with saying things or oh. doing things that you couldn't do as yourself oh. right so I remember back when I was doing Avenue Q and I had you know Rod or Princeton or whoever on my hand and I would go do like a news interview or I'd do a guest spot <laughs> you know much <laughs> old days of like madam like you were mentioning um ventriloquist on the tonight show back in the day right. you know madam really performed by Waylon flowers or or miss piggy you know you, i i could say things in character people would love because mm-hmm. there's, there's such big choices that you that you would never i could never get away with this myself <laughs> and I think drag queens have that too right mm-hmm. so i think i think that there is a a, a, a fun to puppets in that way that you never know what they're going to say mm-hmm. and you look at the great performances, you just mentioned two of them, Jerry Nelson and Dave Goals, who, mm-hmm. you know, brilliantly improvise and brilliantly say things in character that are just so right because they're so true to the character. Um, so I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is, you know, I was just saying recently, I think puppets are the last magic trick, mm. meaning mm. that we're so, we're so smart now in, in, and very savvy when it comes to how things are made and how things are done because we grew up with behind the scenes specials, because we lived in the age of DVDs where you could watch all the, all the extras and now everything is available all the time on YouTube and, and otherwise right. we're not fooled. You know, it's like, we know how they filmed that, that car chase. We know how they filmed that giant explosion. We know that those giant moving creatures are CGI. They're not real. You know, we, we're just, we just, we just kind of know. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. puppets, 
there's something about when you put a puppet on your hand and these very usually simple creatures that have, you know, ping pong balls for eyes and, and, and <laughs> skins and fur, but the way that you tilt your hand or the way that we make them move, you totally give in and you buy it. Mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. something, um, there's a palpable fascination with that. And I think it's because you can't define it. I can't define it and I do it for a living. It's what, it's my passion, but it's mm-hmm. like, I can't tell you why I understand what, what to do with it to make you believe it. It just feels right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny that they, they used to get letters back in the day on the Muppet show where people would say, you know, to Frank Oz or, or in character of Miss Piggy, they would say, I love it when Miss Piggy bats her eyes at Kermit, or, you know, uh, uh, pricks her eyelashes and bats her eyes at Kermit. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny is Miss Piggy's eyes don't move. They, they're not, there's no mechanics. There's nothing. It's right. all the way that Frank would tilt the head or perform the character. Yeah. And you fill the blank and you make that up in your head what she's doing. But it feels wow. so real. Right. So yes. I think there's just, it's, it's like a magic trick. It's like, there's, it's like, you can't, I think it's the last thing we can't mm. uh, put logic behind so clearly why mm-hmm. this looks, how it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's people who still think we're inside. Like I've had people, very intelligent people say to me, like, you know, well, you're inside of them. Right. I'm like, well, no, my hand is. They're like, no, no, no. They're like, you're like your whole body's in there. Right. I'm like, no, I was like, not usually some puppets, but not really like, yeah. I was like, I'm just wearing that fraggle to my elbow. That's it. They're like, really? Like, I realized <laughs> magic. Yeah. Because we went so many years without it recently. Maybe because there weren't, there were very few mm-hmm. puppet things in the late mm-hmm. 2000s. Maybe mm-hmm. it's become a new, new people are rediscovering it. Maybe I'm not sure. Sure, sure. It's it's fresh again. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Okay, you guess I'm cat. You want to say something? No, no. I just, I just was thinking like, okay, Big Bird. Somebody had to be inside Big Bird. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's someone inside a heap. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's rare, you know. So even you say that though, the fact that your hand, your human hand is inside it already, there's literally yeah. life inside it. It's, it, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's very, um, it goes back to the caveman days. I mean, there's evidence of puppetry from our oh, earliest wow. years and it's, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, it, it, I, I don't know. I think it's just this weird primal thing. You know, the other thing I'll say that's really funny is I had a psychologist once say to me, um, I was talking about puppetry and they were saying, uh, I was saying, it's so funny whenever I put a puppet on for an adult, not for a kid, usually sometimes for kids, but usually for an adult. And, you know, when they would come visit Sesame street or come visit a set that we're filming on and mm-hmm. you'd go up to puppet and say hello one of the first things that people would do is stick their finger in the puppet's mouth and poke it and, <laughs> and it's rude. So, rude but it's weird and i find and the psychologist said he's like well they're trying to they're trying to break the reality oh. they're trying their human instinct doesn't go that's not real this mm-hmm. isn't real wow mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden this creature is talking to that it's like an uncanny valley thing yeah so i think that was really interesting and i, I don't know if that's it that might have just been like someone just you know giving a yeah. dinosaur psychology mean, it makes sense yeah. because it's funny that, that that's something that people just naturally do so yeah. i don't know like, it's the magic of it. It's funny. I don't know what it says about me. I'd probably want to have a conversation with a puppet. Yeah, would I would want to break the reality. Yeah. You believe the magic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You mentioned Uncanny Valley, that the fact that, look, we're getting really good at now with these deep fakes, but those are using an actual image of a human. They're not trying yeah. to recreate a human. But then yeah. we can look at, like you said, ping pong ball eyes and connect with it in a way that we can't connect with a CGI face of a mm-hmm. human, you know, that. Not yet, yeah. anyway, and probably never, I would think. Deep face. Well, it, it, it taps into something in your childhood. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing I love about it is, is you can watch the most jaded, 
group of adults, yeah. you know, who've had hard lives and, 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 and aren't necessarily in the best places in their lives and can be in really difficult circumstances. And you bring a puppet out, especially mm-hmm. ones in their childhood that they know. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of a sudden you, you see it, you see this transformation into this innocence and this belief of it. And I love that. I love it. I love that it can bring, it can bring people back to that time in their lives. I think it's like going to Disney World and seeing Mickey. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I, mean, I think that's why so many adults still love to go. It's, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a familiar, everything just feels right when you're, when you're around that part, uh, mm-hmm. when you're around something that brings back those good memories, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. speaking about bringing back those good memories, let's oh, not yes. forget to talk about Fraggle Rock. Yeah, back. Right. <laughs> back to the Rock, available right now on Apple Plus. Now, I wanted to mention because, so we, we talked about Fraggle Rock a few episodes ago, I think when the show mm-hmm. premiered, because we were yes. very excited for it to come back because, like we mentioned, it's a very big part of our childhood. And at that time, we talked about how it was a communal thing. Mm-hmm. It was an event. Mm-hmm. And Kat, you told the story about how it was in a house, it was what, a, a event television for you and your. It was an event. Yeah. We, we had the HBO and I remember my aunt and uncle came over and, and there, there was some other friend of the family and for the premiere of this show, we were on yeah, it was board. It was, it was. And it was, the first, you know, it was the first television series ever on HBO. That's a lot of people don't know is that mm-hmm. HBO had only been acquisitions. There had only been movies yeah. and it was the first original series on HBO ever. Wow. Which is, I think, so cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we figured out, Kat, they must have uh, congregated at your home because you had HBO. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking back, I just realized, I think we were stealing HBO is the only reason I got to see it. My dad has some kind of janky <laughs> antenna that he, in Jersey City, he raised up on the roof. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. HBO. <laughs> he paid $50 once and somehow he had it. As an adult now, I'm starting to, these things are starting to come together, but, you know. <laughs> You know, sp- speaking of uh, Kat's, af- you know, affinity, affection for Fraggle Rock, we tested yes. her uh, that, oh when we did this episode, John, to see, because she said she could, she bragged in an earlier episode that she could say all the names along with the song when the characters shout out their names. So I'm going to play you a clip from that show here. Okay. This is Kat. Wow. I thought you were going to have me do it now. You're just oh, playing no, the I clip. Phew. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah. First try, she got it. It takes a long time to learn that. <laughs> so, I, I <yeah>. practiced. <laughs> you the test. You know, it seems to me in, in your life, there must have been so many of these surreal moments where, I mean, come on, first of all, you, you, you nailed what you wanted to do at, I don't know, you said eight years old or something like that, and you've, you're doing it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fraggle Rock is the inspiration for this you know, lifelong career so far. And then now, you know, when, and you're making the show, you're, you know, acting opposite folks that were on the original show, like Karen Prow, who did Red. She's yeah. back. I mean, it's got to be mind blowing. Um, it is. It still isn't real. <laughs> I mean, I, I had so many, uh, so many moments of just awe and of being living in the present and, 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 it's weird. I mean, you know, and this is true. I, when people, when I was younger, when I, when I was eight or nine or 10, or even in my early teens, and people would say, well, what do you want? You know, what's your dream job? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause adults always ask other kids, right. like, yeah. what do you yes. like, what's your dream job? <laughs> and I don't mm-hmm. say to people, it doesn't exist anymore. And they'd be mm. like, what do you I'd say? Well, it would have been to work on Fraggle Rock, oh. you know, because, because oh I wanted, I, and I would tell people, oh, I was born in the wrong era. I was, you know, if only I had been born, you know, 15 years earlier, like, you know, I, I, it was something that I, I felt so sure 
I, I want it. And of wow. course, you know, literally, literally the year I pretty much found the show was the year it went off the air. So there, that mm-hmm. was not going to happen. So mm-hmm. it was always a dream. And it was always something where like, you know, as I started working for Sesame Street and started working, working for the Muppets, whenever there was like, you know, an old Fraggle Rock puppet on display, I was obsessive about it. Or I was, you know, like when I would go <laughs> feature shop and they were building new puppets for Sesame Street and I'd hang out and I would see a box that says like, you know, doozers, I would like peer in it. And then, you know, I mean, I was just I was always looking for a way to get back to it. And when I started working here at the Chapensen Company a few years ago in development, um, you know, I, uh, luckily Holly Stanford, who's my one of our co-executive producers and the president of television here is also a huge Fraggle Rock fan. And any chance like, I got to bring up Fraggle Rock, I would. I mean, I think I was like the most annoying <laughs> person here because I'd be like, what about Fraggle Rock? Like all the time. Um, I always, I just never, ever thought it would happen. And mm. so, so I remember the very first thing I did uh, was a promo back in 2013, I think, as Gobo. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it just cast me as Gobo. I gave a horrible audition. They had, they had such faith in me that I would get these <laughs> amazing boys. Are close to it anyway, but uh, and I remember it was me and Karen, who I'd known from other projects, and she, Karen is the kindest human being in the world. She really is, and she is, she is the spirit of Fraggle Rock. She's just that everything you wish she was and more. Um, and I remember standing on that soundstage, just me and her doing these these promos, and because I knew the show so well, and because I was so obsessive about the characters and about the legacy and about the stories, and I could tell you what episode this happened in and what number episode it was. Wow. Um, it was when we bantered, it was just, it was easy. It, I don't say it was easy. It was, it was petrified. I was petrified. Sure. But it, it was easier than I thought it would be. And, and Karen even said, she said, wow. She's like, you just, you're right there. Like that's Gobo. Mm. So wow. and I remember that moment thinking it'll never get better than this, yeah. right? Standing <laughs> on a soundstage in front of a green screen with, with Karen. So fast mm-hmm. forward years later and our first couple of days shooting in Calgary for the, for the reboot, standing on a stage in Fraggle Rock with mm. you know, 20 extra puppets and doozers and, you know, all five puppets. And I just remember I would get teary eyed. I'd have to, I'd have to like not think about it because mm-hmm. I would start my like. You, know, you felt like, full, like, right? Yeah. You were full. Yeah, I, I, it, was, it, was, it was overwhelming. I still feel that way. I still, when I watch the episodes now, I don't feel like it's me. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's very, very weird. It's a very mm-hmm. weird Mm-hmm. Very weird to manifest. That's what know. I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Well, we believe, yeah. We're big believers in that. No, yeah. I am too. And I, I always yeah. tell people, I, I, the, the, you know, beyond when people say like, you know, what advice can you give my, my kids if they want to go into the business or what, you know, I always say the same thing, which is like, you have to, I, I'm a, I'm a testament to this. You have to believe in something mm-hmm. so strong to a, to an almost foolish place. I mean, I'm a, I, I can and, I'm better now, but I used to be a, a, a ridiculous optimist to the point of insanity almost, where it was like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like the house is falling and I'm like, no, the house is fine. But, you know, <laughs> you know you, you, I do think you have to have that, that, that positivity of it's possible. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very blessed that, that I was able to, I don't know, somehow put it out to the, the universe enough that maybe the universe was like, please just do follow on so stop talking about it. <laughs> please, please, just make please, it happen. Just, stop talking about it. But, but it's, it's uh, no, I really believe in that. I really believe that in, in some weird way that my, I hope that my love for it mm. contributed to it coming back. And, and, and I mean, with along with a lot of other people who really believe in it and really believed in the show. Yes. You made you know? it happen. Oh my gosh. That's so well, cool. I, think, I, think also, I, I should say also, I think you needed Apple TV plus you needed 
a streamer, someone who believes in mm-hmm. this kind of content and who has the ability to put it on a global scale mm-hmm. and to make the show the way it needed to be made, you know, because no one wanted to do Fraggle Rock halfway, you right. know, right. it was like, right. it was like, no, it has to be Fraggle Rock. It's got to be that big chorus of Fraggles. It's got to be the doozers. You got to have the gorgs. You have to have everything, you know? Yeah. Well, you that know, so cool. look, I think we should finish there because we've taken up your time, but also that's a perfect note because look, the love that you have for the show that seriously does, we believe in this seem to have manifested itself. It's, it permeates the show. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that if you had anybody else create it, maybe a part, I don't know if this could ever happen in connection with the Henson company. They seem like everybody's just amazing people there, but yeah. You would get maybe some corporation that came in and took over. It'd be a cynical, you know, just money grab. It's not. This show is just as endearing as it was originally in the 1980s. It's something that I'm able able to enjoy enjoy with my daughter, who's now my age, when I first saw it, which is, that's mind-blowing on itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So- uh, thank you so much for being a part, more, more part of our lives than we realized, John, and for continuing help, uh, you know, this sort of, uh, us relive the, something that was very joyful from our, our, our youth. We appreciate it. Well, yes. well thank you. And I, I want to say really quickly that I, I, yeah. it happened because of the passion of, of, mm. of friends like you, I could say now, um, <laughs> because I think that, you know, when you, when you, when you're, when Jim Benson walked into the original conference room before the, you know, when this first series was being created and said, you know, I want to make a show that stops war. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the TV series comes into existence from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has to be made with integrity and love and, and heart mm-hmm. and big ideals. And that's why we all loved the original so much. And so I'm so thankful you just said that because that was so important to all of us that we, that we continued that vision on. And, you know, the original is already so beloved that we would have been so f- such fools to say, yeah. let's throw all that out and just let's read the whole thing, right. you know, let's make it hip and edgy. And so it really was everything you just said is, is what, what it has been like behind the scenes. It was made with so much love and so much dedication. And, and I'm, I'm just proud to be a part of carrying that on. He was so much fun to talk with. Yes. We could have, we could have kept going. I really yeah. didn't want to say goodbye. Yes. You know, just like yeah. when, we, when we talked to uh, Adam Richmond last week, you get, you get lulled yes. into the sense of, oh, this is a peer of mine because we grew up in the same, we're the same age, you know, it's close yep. in age and similar yep. points of yep. reference and you just get caught up in the conversation. You just go on. Yes. Yeah. I want to drag my Ernie puppet out from the basement now. Yeah. Oh, well, look. <laughs> is it, is it, it being punished? <laughs> Bring out the gimp. It's Ernie. Is it is, is it going to get the hose again? <laughs> well, you know, I put my hand in that puppet. You saw what happened. That this was filled with dust or something. I hope it was dust. I got I still have to wash my hand mm. still. But um yeah, no, mm-hmm. look, John's fantastic. Such a talented guy. We you know, we we talked behind the scenes about how we would watch some interviews with him and he just like so charming and funny and talented yes. and uh, I kind of fell in love with him watching those videos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't disappoint. Nope. All right. Hey, uh, our puppet this week was brought to you by the generous folks that support us. I'm sorry, guys, how I spent the money this month. Uh, Our secret of my success level (laughs) Patreon supporters, John Henderson, Craig Coletta, Bart Arnold, John Kaminsky, and John Reddick. And please, please, please go to patreon.com slash 1980s now so that Ray doesn't have to keep badgering you Mm -hmm. for money. But also then you can hear what Ray's been up to behind the scenes because he loves to make things for the patrons Mm -hmm. like 
Did you do anything yeah, recently, like, uh, right? Yeah, I just did the review of, uh, didn't I just do the review of all them shitty albums from Depeche Mode, U2, so and uh, yes, uh, 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 and uh, that other, uh, Tears for Fears. Yes, that's true. I, I, really ranked, mm-hmm. I ranked all 15 of their albums released in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. I and heard you by, were going to do that. I didn't by God, I listened that. to every single one of those albums so that I could rank them. Yep. That's why You're he so seemed angry brave. the next day when we recorded. That must be it. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was moody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so brave, Ray. I, I do what I have to do for content. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now. See ya. Later.